Welcome back to Aamukavit podcast. Today we are joined with Karthik and we are talking about his journey, entrepreneurship and Finnopt. Aamukahvit IT-tiedekunnassa. Rakkaudella Mattilan niemestä. Hi Karthik and thank you so much for coming here to Aamukahvit podcast with us. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi. So thanks for having me and um, I'm Karthik Sindhya. Uh, so I actually have a background in engineering from India where I was actually part of a PhD program and and then I got a chance to visit Uvascula to the faculty of IT and then I continued to do my PhD uh, faculty here so um, it's it's kind of, it's kind of interesting it was a chance encounter to the country which I ended up staying for uh, which was which was supposed to be a one year visit but then I ended up staying till now so, so that's how I I came to Finland And uh, I finished my PhD in IT faculty, uh, precisely with uh, Professor Kaiser Miettinen. And then I worked as a postdoc uh, for several years. And then I started my own company with my colleagues called Finop. And um, well, the Finop uh, still exists, but recently we were also sold our company to a bigger company in Helsinki called Silo ER. Had you always thought that you would like to work in the IT field or was it just by coincidence? It's it's a coincidence, but IT is is not, uh, these days is not just for uh, like computer specialists, but irrespective of whatever you study, anything in this, uh, in the university, IT becomes part of you because it's 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 like books now. So it's it's become a medium so you have to embrace it so it helps you to boost your productivity help it helps you to present yourself in in new ways and uh, and it also gives you new opportunities and uh, me myself being a chemical engineer I, i was not at all in it but that's something which uh, i it came to me as as one of the projects and then i started to develop interest in 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 some of the methodologies and that's how i I ended up doing more in the area of uh, of artificial intelligence now. Were there any significant moments during your studies that you feel that particularly had an impact on your future? But would you say that it was that uh, visit to Uvascula during the PhD or those projects that you were doing where you kind of got introduced to IT and then eventually to artificial intelligence? Or yeah. were there any other moments that you feel like were particularly significant to you yeah i think it's uh, it's 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 probably through the projects it's it's my inherent uh, attitude of 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 being different so what happened was during my projects during my master's thesis i think that was the time do everybody want to do uh, the same traditional things which is usually done in your field but i wanted to do something different which others uh, didn't want to do so that uh, i would explore new areas so that's how i thought i would uh, apply my area of, of studies in, towards it and and then i enjoyed it uh, that okay this is what i want to do and then i started to do more stuff in that area 
you said that you wanted to do something different and explore new ideas. Was it difficult to take that step and kind of think out, outside of the box and, and do things a little bit differently than others? Like, did you have any um, doubts or were you feeling confident in your in your decisions? And on yeah, your so it's, well, yeah, I did not that time think too much into the future. The, when you are in the master's degree or bachelor's degree, I don't know. I was not that matured enough to think too much in the future, but I just wanted to do something which I enjoyed. And I just wanted to be a little bit different and try some other stuff rather than the same things which we do in our area of studies. And so that's what actually mattered. And uh, it's, it's, it, was, it was my luck that it, it planned out to be a good decision. How did you choose to do your PhD in especially in University of Uvascula. Was Uvascula uh, somewhere you wanted to go or in Finland in general or? Yeah, that's even more interesting. <laughs> but the problem, the, the funny thing was that I was not even aware of there was a country called Finland before. So, <laughs> but like many of many people in India, I thought Nokia was from Japan. So I, I had no idea that it was from Finland. And I was actually told that from the university by my supervisors that uh, there is this opportunity to visit Finland. And, uh, and that's when I came to know that, okay, there is something called Finland. And then it's because of our professors who are quite renowned and my professors there had a research collaboration with Kaiser Mietunen and that's how I came to US Villa. So that's, so it's kind of a, everything happened by chance, but it's, it's, it's mainly because the Finland is a research-oriented country and you do a lot of research here and there's a lot of collaboration between different countries because there is, this leads to exchange of new ideas for Finnish society. And uh, this attitude of the country is something which brought me here. What has been your favorite thing about University of Uvascula? One of the main things to study research and uh, and also work here is is the sheer amount of freedom we have in choosing what we want to do and uh, and the opportunities we have had within the university. I was actually one of the person who used quite a lot of these mobility programs, which the university has, in which you could visit different uh, countries to gather more information and research joint research projects with them, and which is which is a very very good initiative within the university which actually even uh, universities like MIT and Stanford or Imperial, nobody has such a program. So when I used to talk with those researchers there in, 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 in top 10 country, uh, universities around the world, they would envy me because I have had this kind of a mobility grant to visit anywhere in the world for one month uh, and, and have new research areas. I think this is this kind of uh, initiatives and forward looking things from the university and also less teaching load on the researchers and doing more in the area of research is, is also a very important thing which the university presents us. So I really love this, these things and also quite nice uh, informal casual uh, get togethers within the faculty and quite a lot of stuff which helped me. And the most important thing is, is the nature around which helps you to relax and focus. Let's talk about a FinOpt a little bit. 
congratulations, first of all. Silo uh, AI has acquired Finopt, and uh, that must be a great thing for you guys. You, you must be feeling excited about that. Finopt is something which uh, we do quite a lot of projects with Business Finland and Academy of Finland with the un- in the university. So I think the, the main idea of Finopt came uh, was actually during a sauna party <laughs> we, we, with the with the with head of the faculty so we were we were doing quite a lot with the, with the, with the companies like Kone and Ratsila and quite a lot of companies and I was actually involved myself in those projects and uh, the idea came that there is this kind of a funding called Tutli funding which is uh, which exists and I think this was a Pico Yolo party so uh, during sauna was the discussion going on in 2015 probably something around that time uh, that there is this funding where you can apply and you can see the potential impact of your research and if if it works out you can even start a company so that actually gave us this idea okay then there's the totally funding and then uh, because of my previous contacts and my colleagues we in one month, we just wrote a research plan. I mean, the project plan for that, and we submitted to the uh, Business Finland. And in uh, in three months, we had around half a million euros to start with to spend in one year to kind of uh, get an idea of what what are the potential, what is the potential of the research and the things which we do in the university in my uh, group. And that's actually, again, one of the first, which doesn't exist anywhere. I don't think it exists anywhere in the world where the researchers get this much of open pass to go and explore and the money is, is given. And uh, so that that particular project was the turning point and that project name was Finopt. So that actually finally became Finopt after one year. I was just wondering, to start a company or a startup, how clear the vision needs to be? Yeah, so there there exists two different worlds. One is the university world and one is the corporate world. So many times their visions don't really match. So uh, what the we think the companies would be doing and what is important and what companies think are the things that are important. So many times there is a mismatch and the same thing was holding true for us. We wanted to do something and uh, and we actually started the company thinking we would do something like this, but then it quickly changed uh, within one year based on the opportunities we were seeing. So we had to show a change directly from the product company to the consulting company, technology consulting company. So yeah, so the, there was a vision, but we were agile enough to adapt based on the situations and the opportunities. You said that the FinOpt started from a project that was actually called FinOpt. What is FinOpt and what what do you actually do? What kind of services yeah. or products do you offer? Yeah, so FinOpt was actually, well, FinOpt means uh, Finland and optimization. So that's how we <laughs> make this word FinOpt. So we actually wanted to provide optimization software to companies. Uh, to make better decisions and that was mainly our research in the university too Uh, and we wanted to offer this as a product because within the university we had given written software codes developing this idea 
And then we had uh, some ideas about how this could be used. And we had uh, projects within the, uh, within the project given to us from Kone, Kone Cranes. And then we, we made proof of concepts for these companies. And then at the end of the project, Kone was very happy with the result. And then they actually gave us a project, a live project within the company. So we were actually quite privileged enough so that we had a, at the end of the project, we had, we had a hard, we had a client project, which needed a company to be set up. So many people have this kind of a problem, usually that, okay, at the end of the project, you need to decide whether you start a company or you don't start a company. But uh, for us, uh, we had a client waiting and we just had to start a company. And uh, what we do, what we did was scheduling elevators uh, under different objectives for Kone. So we have uh, our things which we have done has been working within Kone elevators globally now. You mentioned that uh, you already had a client waiting in the beginning of creating the company, but in, did you have any doubts related to entrepreneurship or creating a company? No. So that is that is something exactly which is a question that is there entrepreneurship within you? So you only think of entrepreneurship if you had an entrepreneurship bug within you. So, so somehow to do something different and to do on your own. And somehow the, for many researchers, they're already quite independent. So it's already, they are kind of entrepreneurs when they are doing research in the university. You choose what you want to do and you want to do it this way and you think this brings difference. And for us, uh, of course, uh, we had five people within the company who started but the dare to dare take the risk was only with two of us, me and my colleague, Marcus Hartikainen. So we quit the university and then we started full-time within the company. And, but the others had other day jobs. So they were silent partners. Uh, yeah, so entrepreneurship was, was something which was within us. We, we never had a question when we ever had an opportunity. Mm, out of interest, how, how was the first few years of uh, FinOpt and um, was it a smooth ride, so to speak, or did you run into any any problems? Well, you had a quite a big uh, client in the very beginning, of course, but... Um... Yeah. yeah, we had some problems. So, for example, when we started, we, we started, we wanted to sell this uh, optimization product, but in one year, we only sold one, one license. To a, to a Chinese research organization. And that was our client who had actually purchased from us. And, and there were a couple of others, but we spent quite a lot of money developing it. But we had, but uh, fortunately we had Kone, which whom we were providing tailor-made services. Like, okay, we had to develop from scratch and, and also research some topic. This is how we would do it. So then it, uh, that actually generated revenue to compensate this. So, and the idea of, uh, and the most difficult thing was that, okay, should we continue to trust on the software and keep on developing it? Or should we shut down the product and go for technology consulting? And I think that was the main decision, but that decision I think we took based on, on the understanding how the product company was performing and how we realized the requests were from the clients. So that helped us to make that decision of switching to being a technology consulting company. And uh, of course, when we run the company, 
when we were two of us, we had to work on the projects and then we had to do everything, right? From accounting to everything. So uh, sometimes we didn't have projects, but then we, we could compensate by, uh, we, we are so small that we could, we didn't have to work all 365 days to earn our income for 365 days. So, so in that way, we, we compensated because we provided quite high value consultation, which was premium to quite many companies. Every year, we would basically think that, okay, we need to, we, we would go bankrupt next year, but somehow we kept on surviving and we kept on getting bigger and bigger projects. So yeah, it's a, it's every year is a struggle, but that's how entrepreneur is that you are never uh, scared of bankruptcy. So you always keep on working so that you will make it. How about now and in the future? Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing now and in the future with Silo AI? Yeah, we last two year, two weeks, two months back, we were acquired with the CEO of Silo uh, AI had approached us and he asked us if he would acquire our company so that because uh, for them, you know, Uascula is also a place where they want to grow their company because of the companies around. And we provided them a nice startup kind of a thing that we already had a ground here and we knew people around. So, and we had the necessary expertise, which they valued. And uh, that's how we, we got acquired from Silo and we have been working there for two months, but uh, in a way, artificial intelligence is something which is growing in need around the world. And uh, we are quite glad that we are part of the biggest uh, AI lab in Nordics. Uh, now we have a quite big team. And uh, I think the, the journey has been quite nice. We are, we are getting new projects. And before we are doing things which we couldn't do as a small company. So that's, that's one of the important things which we are doing. And of course, uh, once you do entrepreneurship, you cannot, uh, you always want to be an entrepreneur all your time. So um, who knows what the future holds. We may try something new. Yeah, it must be exciting now that you're a part of this uh, bigger uh, bigger company. Like you said, that now you can do things that were not necessarily a, a possibility when you were a smaller, yeah. uh, smaller company. But um do you still feel like an entrepreneur? Because you talk about a lot of having this spirit in you. At least within the company silo, we have been quite independent. And yeah. then we, we have been proposing things and, and doing things. And, and we hopefully we will be will be that way. So, so that is something which we are still exploring. We are just two months old within the company. But until now, all good. What's the key to your success or to, or to the growth of your company? The key to be is basically to be agile and adapt to how the, how the opportunities come up with you. And the most important thing is to be truthful and do the best you can in whatever we do. So basically what we did was that uh, we did not approach silo in fact uh, it happened the other way it means that we kept on doing good things and our name and ideas spread through the finished system and then somebody noticed us and they wanted to acquire us 
And I think Finland is a nice place because it's a small society and it's very easy to spoil your name and it's very easy to get noticed. So both both extremes are possible. So in that way, it's necessary to do keep on doing good things and be fruitful. So I think your name spreads fast. Maybe next we can move to the future of IT. You mentioned that it's important to react what happens around you and kind of adapt to it. How do you see the future of IT and tech industry? Yeah, I can't comment on the entire IT industry as such, but at least uh, uh, the future has been growing in certain areas of artificial intelligence is, is something. And also, Uh, more and more development uh, on technologies uh, with respect to cloud environments and uh, like the AWS and all these uh, technologies. And these are some things which we really, there is a need. And for example, even now within my company, Silo, now, so we have enormous need for data engineers, cloud engineers, and and all sorts of these technologies. and artificial intelligence experts. So this, these things have been growing. And uh, as they see that there are more and more challenges which come up once more and more technologies of AI is developed, uh, both on the science side and also on the implementation side so that ultimately somebody gets to use it in a reliable and stable way. Is there anything that you are particularly excited about at the moment? Yeah, well, I, I'm personally quite interested in, in all the automation ideas which come up with the uh, with the introduction of artificial intelligence and especially uh, for me self uh, personally self driving cars and use of uh, use of this autonomous driving is is kind of very interesting and that is something which i i follow quite closely let's move uh, back to entrepreneurship and uh, what kind of advice would you give to someone Uh, who is interested in starting their own company or startup? Yeah, actually, it's I I kept on I keep on getting quite many questions and and also ideas from within the university. I have this idea and I want to do this. So I think it's um, ideas stay as ideas if we if we don't take it forward or if we, somebody has to implement them. And I think uh, if somebody wants has an idea and if and i think the most important thing is to ask if if you really have that attitude and passion to take risk i think if uh, uh, finland provides enough of of security with respect to social security and I, and if you have it then there are enough of these opportunities like funding which is provided by the university to even Uh, look into it. I think the first important thing is to go for the Tutli funding. If you are in the university or when you're young, I think it gives you the first uh, taste whether you you are at least fit for it, because you get enough of good questions from Business Finland to answer, and also uh, it's it's a first level to test yourself. And I think with Tutli funding, you pretty much know whether you are built for entrepreneurship or not. I I think often the The big well, I think maybe people people have the two doubts that is their idea good enough or, and I think it's very uh, connected to the 
to the fear of failure or like what yeah. what if <laughs> what if everything fails and but um but yeah. i think that no idea is 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 good to start with mm. so because it ideas are like uh, it's like a baby so you have to make it grow mm. so it it can grow so it's it's like a baby you keep on nourishing it in give it guidance and one day it will grow into something good or sometimes it it will just it's a it's a risk it's like being a parent so yeah, and it's it's how you take the baby towards the end point and there is always a risk in it so is there anything else that you would like to say i believe that the there are enough uh, opportunities within the university system mm-hmm. for you to grow to be an entrepreneur i think there is also this uritos uh, Tedas or Ketus or something, one of those also available there somewhere, which I was uh, visiting sometimes. And um, there are a lot of people who are quite openly available for you to help. If there is an idea, you should, you can always find an opportunity within the Yuvaskala University system. So there are quite, a, and you just have to take the step. I think the, it's the, the more important as a, as a foreigner is to, is to basically find your reliable Finnish friend who with whom you would basically do it because I, I, I did not know everything but my colleague uh, filled it with me and then we, we kind of build it up so it's, it's sometimes it would be more difficult and very big thing if you have to do it all by yourself but you just have to make friends and find uh, some Finnish friends who would like to take journey with you without them i would not have succeeded and i think this kind of a synergy in what we bring together as a multinational team actually helped us quite a bit thank you so much yeah thank you very much thank you again karthik for joining us here today and thank you listeners for tuning in If you have any thoughts on today's topic, you can find us on Instagram at jyu.it or you can email us on itcrew at jyu.fi. Until next time. Bye.